Quest Gaming Podcast presents Skyrim Off the Record. Hey everybody, welcome back to Skyrim Off the Record for episode 18. Really quick, I'd like to mention our sponsors, DoghouseSystems.com, the amazing computers that these guys produce, their desktops and gaming laptops. You guys gotta check it out. Go to DoghouseSystems.com, and when you go to checkout for your awesome new rig, type in the word Off the Record and get double the RAM. You guys can't beat this. You really should check them out. Another fun-filled episode for you guys today. I am Joe the Widget Wilson, your first chair host. Coming in second place, the man with the voice. Eve Arwin. The uh, the voice, huh? The voice. (laughs) Joe! Joe, how are you? I think uh, Mistress voted you in the top ten sexiest voices on on the web, so I'm just saying. Oh, okay, Alrighty, and in third chair, that laugh that you were hearing is the lore master, the man, the plan with the master lore, Louis Salon. Good morning, Joe, Varwin. Hello, everyone in the chat room. Glad to be here. Looking forward to a lot of fun. We got a lot of stuff going on. Can't wait. Yeah, we're going to continue our little uh, epic MMO chat we had last week. Oh, yeah. Looking forward to getting into that. Oh, Without a doubt, this is week two, and we're actually going to push it into a week three. Ah, yeah, I saw that. Nice. So, for those of you who yes. don't want to hear that, I apologize. For those of you who do want to hear it, yay! Yay! Thank you. I know that we look forward Thank to you. talking about it. So, last night, I was a guest host along with Maluka, which I'm pretty sure most Skyrim fans, except for Dave, have heard of her and have heard her music. <laughs> <laughs> um... We were with wow. Middle Earth Radio or Middle Earth Network on their their uh, their show called The Founders Inkling. It's their weekly um, little what's going on in the network show with the founders, and they brought me on as a guest with Maluka, and it was basically an interview with Maluka. She was she was really awesome, and if you go and listen to it at MiddleEarthNetwork.com, just go to Middle Earth Radio. And then there up top it says it has Founders Inkling. You can go over there and take a look at it. We'll have a, a link in our Facebook and on our site for it. And listen to it because she is she's awesome. She's really awesome to talk to. And we um, should I announce this? Should I really announce this with her? Uh, I I it's already been announced, and we have we yeah. just have to say it on our show. <laughs> yeah, true, <laughs> true. We did have the uh, we did have a press release about this. <laughs> well, not not that part. Not that part. The part with her. Uh-huh. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maluka confirmed that she will be on Skyrim off the record in two weeks' time. Yes! We are going to have her on the air, and she wants to make sure her voice is ready so that she can sing for us. Oh, amazing. That is great. Very good, very good. Now, 
for those of you who who may not you know know who who Maluka is, uh, she is the the amazing voice uh, that has put together new new songs regarding um, or new versions of of the of some of the songs that you hear in Skyrim. Uh, extremely popular, uh, millions of of views and and downloads from her YouTube channel. Uh, she has become a a overnight sensation uh, regarding regarding her songs, and um, you know it's uh, it's a huge, huge, exciting thing for us, especially to to have her on our show, and uh, to to get the confirmation that she's going to be here is just phenomenal. We're we're so excited to to be able to sit down with her and. You know, and because we're big fans of, of of her music, it was funny. Oh, yeah. Is uh, Middle Earth Network kind of put her on the spot last night and asked her to be on our show? Um, <laughs> I mean, wow. yeah, she was all for it. And then afterward, even even after that, she sent me her contact information so that we can do it and get her arranged. And right. she told me after the show that she was excited to do it. She is a very sweet person, and I very much look forward to talking to her. So stay tuned for that, guys. Um, also. For the big news that we have, um, which this should be in Tamriel Times, but it's not about Skype, so it's about the network. So it's going here now, is we announced a partnership with Middle Earth Network. Yay! That's right. Uh, yep. It's not going to change the show. We are retaining all creative rights to the show. However, we are going to be broadcasting on their radio station, which you guys really got to check out. It's really cool. They have constant music and shows going 24 hours. It's really nice. Just go to MiddleEarthNetwork.com, sign up, and check it out, guys. It's it's an awesome place, and we are very, very proud to be a part of that now. We're still Quest Gaming Network, but now we are in partnership with Middle Earth Network, one of the large, or pretty much the largest uh, Middle Earth fantasy and hi-fi or sci-fi uh, gatherings, if you will, in the world. And we are uh, very, very proud to be a part of that. So our websites are changing over to them, and they look a thousand times better than anything that we could do ourselves. So, we again, we thank them very much for this opportunity, and we can't wait to continue working with them. Um, anything you guys want to say on that really quick before we move on? Uh, yeah, yeah. Just uh, head over to uh, network.mymiddle-earth.net in order to uh, to get to their main page. That's uh, network.mymiddle-earth.net. And uh, you'll be able to to find their uh, their huge host of of uh, information and uh, podcasts and and uh, eventually you'll you'll start to see us up there as well as we as we start to put together our um, our new websites. We're going to have a, a hub site hosted by them, uh, which is going to have uh, a port. It's going to portal you out to all different uh, websites for all of our different shows, and um, it's gonna it's gonna be basically our our headquarters for the Quest Gaming Network and certainly Skyrim off the record as well. So sweet. Alright, let's get into Wait for it. Meat and potatoes. Oh he said it. Meat and potatoes of the show, ladies and gentlemen, where we talk about Skyrim. Our favorite part, your favorite part. Let's get it going. Lou, how was your game week, buddy? Ooh. Well, if everyone remembers, I'm still. I downloaded the Grandmaster mod the other week, so I was still playing with that. Still on my low-level uh, character there, and let me just say, you know, the very first dragon you fight outside of uh, <laughs> White Run, it does make for a very long, drawn-out fight, especially since I'm still 
getting used to fighting unarmed and unarmored. Uh, first two attempts, yeah, not too good. Exercise futility. (laughs) 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 To say I got roasted, literally, yeah, and, and just died quickly and most ignominiously, yeah. Hmm, load save, try again. (laughs) Yeah. And so pretty much that fight, like I said, it was just drawn because, you know, since I'm only able to hit the thing, hit the dragon with, you know, fist strikes, legs, what have you, means I got to get up there up close and personal. Uh, usually what I've done in the past is I've used range attacks to at least whittle away on it when I can. Basically all my dragon fights. But here it's like I'm, I'm trying to stick to the unarmed. So didn't have the bow out. Didn't want to use it. And well, thankfully Lydia is using her bow and those guards that are there pretty much useless. <laughs> 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 I like using these decoys. <laughs> so it's me. We know whenever the dragon lands, stick a few swipes, and run away with a little screaming girl, hide behind something really quick. <laughs> hey, hey, don't use my tactic. <laughs> Pop the healing magic really quick, because <laughs> I pretty much burned off all the potions already that I had. <sighs> yeah, and, you know, go back out there and fight again. So, wow. It literally took me almost 20 minutes to bring this thing down. That's a good and my fight. Fingers, yeah, my fingers were cramped. like, wow. If this fun. is how it is for the next few fights, this is going to take, it's going to take a while. <laughs> but Jeez. I did have a lot of fun, though. It was fun just going up the dragon, just smacking it. Did um? Did you actually like? Did you actually down it? Yeah, I actually, I killed it, but mm-hmm. I actually had to wait till you know every now and then you know the dragon actually lands. Yeah. To initiate whatever attacks it can, so I had to wait for those moments. How long that. did it take you? Almost twenty minutes <laughs> to Jeez. do this thing. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I mean, would you say like? It's this is a viable throughout the rest of the game option uh, with this mod, or or do you think like you know this mod may not actually uh, really work for the game? I think it's probably a couple of things. The fact that I'm still I'm only level eleven on this character, so I don't have much in terms of, of abilities, skills, and 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 whatnot to yeah. actually make it a better fight. You know, I'm thinking once I start you know leveling higher, I think it's actually to work out better. Okay. Because right, the mod actually does work, you know, the higher you go in level and what have you, build up the perks, the more damage you do. Right. right. So I just, I, I have to be patient I, and recognize the fact that I'm going to have to deal with this frustration for the next few fights until I actually get to a point where it's not as harrowing or, you know, it just won't be that that frustrating, you know, because I literally, one of the fights after my second attempt, I actually had to get up and walk away from my computer for like 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> oh, I, I, I bet. I can imagine. And <laughs> going... All right, let me let me just get something to drink really quick and just calm myself and realize what the heck did I just do wrong here? But yeah, I, I'm, it's still a great mod. I like it, still like it, and you know it is a lot of fun. Well, Good. that's All the right. point, right? Yeah. Hell yeah! All right, so I mean, at least it's going to be you know. You, so you think the the problem is is that you know you just need to level up more in order for for this thing to for this start thing. seeing you know the. the more the more the the benefits that come with you know more see more of the right. perks are off more often you know so I don't know I don't know I'm a little I'm a little skeptical to be honest because I remember you know being level eleven and not having an issue at all you know trying to take you know yeah, exactly what I, mean? I mean my on my battle mage character on my main you know the first fights they weren't that bad at all just took some getting used to but it was a lot easier being able to swap back you know between the bow and arrow and then switching to either the dual swords or you know the one sword and the, and the magic in the other hand definitely much different experience yeah it sounds like it but still fun still had fun all right well good luck with it i mean, hopefully you know 
it'll it'll work out in the end. I'm hoping to catch a screenshot of me kicking this thing in the head. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like this. This. Ah! I want that Liu Kang oh, kick. Come on, come <laughs> bicycle kick. Exactly. kick to the head. Like, oh, it'd be an awesome screenshot to post. <laughs> that would be. That'd be pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Varwin? What was your week like, man? Oh God. Well, let me just preface this by saying. Um, you know, with all of the, with all the stuff that we've we've been you know busy with regarding the the merge with Middle Earth uh, Middle Earth News Network, um, gaming time this week has been. <laughs> Hello, Prego. Has been, <laughs> <laughs> cats meow. That's that's the other one actually. <laughs> um, it has been very minimal. However, um, I was at least you know as you know from last week I restarted my. Uh, well, I didn't restart, but I, I did start a new a new sword and shield uh, warrior type. So I'm going heavy in that in in the warrior tree. I, I don't want to really make a hybrid. I want to get the 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 warrior Skyrim feel. So I was actually able to take a break for a few minutes uh, through our our hectic schedule of of uh, you know building four new shows and you know websites and, and transferring over and, with the net. Yeah, it's been insane. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You know, reworking audio. Uh, okay, <laughs> I have a regular nine to five job that I work in the daytime. Okay, mm-hmm. I go home so I can take a dinner break before I go back to work. See, I'm done with my other job, and then I come home. I take my dinner break, and then I, I I'm working until I go to bed. Yeah, and li- likewise for myself, when I get home, I work at night. And then when I get home in the morning, it's you know writing writing the show uh, <laughs> concepts for for new for new uh, for new shows that we're coming out with, um, you know meetings we've we've had with uh, the web designers over at uh, Middle Earth News. Um, <laughs> it's been it's been crazy, man. But crazy Real fun. Crazy. I seriously so, oh, well, am loving yeah. it. Yeah, great stuff. Um, although in the last. <laughs> The last you know three three days i I've had maybe like four or five hours of sleep each day. <laughs> Welcome to my club yeah re- really between like you know three and a half to four uh, <laughs> so so game time has been minimal, however, um I was at least able to clear through um bleak Falls Barrow, which i I don't know what it is about that place. I never get sick of it, never hmm. I love it. I love starting there, <laughs> you know. And I, I could, you know, when I you get out of Helgen, you could be like, ah, I'll just go straight, or I'll go north, ah, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go south. Where's uh, that vampire cave again? Where's that vampire cave? Let me, <laughs> <laughs> let me go find that one more time. One more time, because maybe I'll actually do it this time. <laughs> um, no, no, I didn't go. I didn't go there. <laughs> Man, I, I was doing my live stream on Monday night. Uh huh. And. I went into a vampire cave and had a little bit of trouble with the Master Vampire, and all did. I heard was Ivarwin jokes <laughs> for like the last like thirty minutes after that. Ah, they got you. They taunted you, huh? Oh yeah. <laughs> they mocked me. <laughs> I, I killed him uh, when I remember to say it before I fought him, so I had to do the whole thing over again. Um, but it, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> At least you got him. Um, so yeah, I've been I I did the uh, the Bleak Falls Barrow and um, great stuff, great stuff. Now I I instead of having to remember the combination on that wall, now I know to look at the palm of the yeah. golden claw. Look at the ah. look at the claw itself. It's, it's right the, the there. Claw. 
Look at the car. And I know. <laughs> <laughs> now here's the thing. Okay, I know it's the the hint on this puzzle is, you know, the uh, the key to the puzzle is in the palm of your hand. And meanwhile, I'm thinking like, oh, okay, so that's obviously referring to the fact that I have to hold this thing and just put it in there. Like I know this. <laughs> I know this is the key. It's in the palm of my hand. I'm holding it, so therefore I know it's the key. I don't. I didn't actually realize that it was referring to the the solution to the puzzle is on the palm of the golden claw's hand. <laughs> or the fact that you realize that you had your dagger in your hand, you went to go look at your own palm and stab yourself. Oh, jeez. Oh, there goes oh. my eye. <laughs> but however, uh, through the multiple different playthroughs that I've had so far, I, I, I remember it anyways. <laughs> So, and I've gotten pretty savvy at tracking down that uh, the uh, the guy that's all attached to the webs. I don't even give him a chance to run anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cut I, you down, and I'm going to kill you. All right, just be prepared. I, I don't even do that. I, I just I just I just kill him when he's hanging in the uh, in the, in the webs, and then I cut him down. <laughs> he's all like, "Oh, let me down, please!" I'm like, "Yeah, I just stab him and kill him and <laughs> cut him down." <laughs> sure, sure, I'll cut you down. Yeah. Oops, <laughs> I, I missed the web. Sorry about that. Was that no, you was know what that your throat? <laughs> let, me, let me tell you what happened to me. All right, when I when I started when I uh, when I started my Brago character, okay, this guy got away from me. I I cut him down, and he he ran. And I wasn't like I wasn't expecting because it had been a while since I'd been in there. I didn't remember it. So I cut him down. And he ran. And w- once he ran, I was like, oh, this is the guy that runs. Ah, I got to go run after him. So I'm running after him. And he, like, ran into, like, this this group of, of enemies. And like, it became, like, a huge deal for me. So <laughs> it became, like, this whole big thing. And I almost died. And I had to, like, kite the enemies back. And, and he was, like, still attacking me. And then it was, like, it was a whole big Megillah. <laughs> oh, you mean he ran into that huge group, that group of... Uh... Drogger. He got that far. Yeah. Okay. He got that far. Yeah. Um, so then anyway, like, you know, I I did, you know, I I downed him, but it was like it was a big problem. So so now I don't even give him the chance to run. Oh, cut me down. Yeah, sure. I'll do it one limited time, guy. (laughs) (laughs) One limited time. (laughs) This belonged to you? Oops. Oops, sorry. (laughs) But not really. Yeah, great stuff. I love that. Uh it's it's such an awesome dungeon. And um, I don't know if I want to go to uh, White Run from there, or if I want to get a little creative. I don't know. I know there's a fort all the way up and uh, close to the north. Uh, mm-hmm. I want. I'm thinking about maybe going in there. So I don't really know. But in any event, I have I haven't gotten there yet. Apparently, get, uh, you know. Apparently, Prego wants to be on the show too today. Yeah, <laughs> that cat's podcasting today, and he wholeheartedly agrees. Yes, go to the north. I want to be like fort. Daddy. Wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> This is a real life Khajiit right here. <laughs> Lou, I told you, family friendly show. Yes, uh, please so, eat. You know that's that's uh, that's that's me. I had a newcomer tip of the week planned out, but thanks to Stefano in the chat room, I'm going to change it. He uh, he she wanted to know how you get married. They've done they've well for first you got to go into a temple of Mara in the Thieves Guild town that I completely spaced. Come on, guys. Come on. Help me out. Thieves Guild Town. Riften. 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 Thank you. Riften. So that place, Riften. you go into Riften and Temple of Mara, and you have to buy an amulet of Mara. He'll either be in the temple or he'll be in the the inn in town. I forgot what the NPC's name is. He's a priest of Mara. When you get this, you wear it. And you have to do 
there's only certain NPCs, female or male, that will allow you to marry, but you have to complete a quest or a task for them in order to to get their interest. So when you next time you after you complete this task, you talk to them, they will say, "Oh, you're interested in me." And then you just follow that dialogue and eventually you'll meet with them in the temple of Mara in Riften and get married. And from there you talk to them and you can set up where you want to live and they can set up a store. You know, when a priest of Mara, a priest of Mara, you know, attaches the ball and chain to you. Oh, oops. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. No, just kidding. But you know, it's funny. All these characters I have. Zargul said that some that. mercenaries work too. I know that that some do, not all, but some do for that as well. Like I said, there's select NPCs that you can actually do it with. Not all. No, um, Stefano, you do not need to do the Temple of Mara task. That's just once you have that that amulet. It's from there. It's just talking to the NPCs. Anyway. My playthrough was very, very entertaining. I finally got to go in and really get a good feel for the new kill cams. And oh, I, yeah. I felt like a Sith Lord for hours. And <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I loved it. Loved it, loved yeah, it, loved that's, it. Uh, that was one thing I was noticing while, while going through Bleak Falls Barrow was, was all the, uh, the new awesome kill cams that are coming off of uh, Sword and Shield work. You know, so. as I was lower level, I'm using my lightning... I forgot the actual name of it, where it just shoots out and electrocutes them over like damage over time. And the kill cams are kind of eh. It goes slow motion, and they shake a little bit and die, which is still better than what it was. But as I noticed, I got more powerful in destruction magic. They started flying backwards as they were being electrocuted in slow mo. Oh, really? And that made me laugh, especially because I was going up, um, um, going up the high Rothgard, up on the side of the mountain. That that thousand, that five thousand step thing. And there's mm-hmm. mountain goats all the way up it. <laughs> so so for Khajiits and Giggles, I was going Khajiits. up there and, and frying them every single time. <laughs> did he just say Khajiits and Giggles? <laughs> <laughs> he did, didn't he? Yes, he did. We'll have to use that from now on. I like that. Anyway, as I was going up this mountain, I was waiting until the mountain goats got right up to the edge. And I would shoot him, and every time it would go right into a kill cam, and I would see those little hind, hind legs disappear over the side of the mountain, and I could not stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just flying everywhere, just throwing things around. Animals, people, you know. Um, this is my Air Palpatine moment. <laughs> and I finally got that the frost shard spell, that you throw that big old ice shard into their forehead. And, mm-hmm. oh, I love that spell. I could <laughs> rapid fire it. I love it. And... I was doing that to NPCs watching him in slow motion just get a shard stuck right through them and flying backwards. Oh, yay! And, uh, yeah, people were really calling me the slayer of everything the other night because I, I, I shot a, a lightning bolt up a, up, a, up a rabbit's rear in slow motion, and that was quite entertaining. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Poor little bunny foo-foo. Hey, we had rabbit stew that night. It's going to say hot and pepper for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was so much fun. Um, and then I found a mod that one of the our uh, our listeners Arr. mentioned called Midas Magic. Oh, yeah, yeah, Midas Magic, yes. I How love you- that mod. That's pretty legit, right? It's very legit. You get 30 new spells or more, mm-hmm. and they're all legitimate. They're all balanced in the game, which is incredible to me. I just looked at other magic mods, and they were overpowered, and you just get them right away. No, this one you actually have to get 
it's like kind of like uh not alchemy but what's that kind of like how the Midas is like enchanting transforming uh transform transmodification uh, alteration no it's the whole idea of like the Midas idea of alchemy it's uh Oh man, I can't even think of that word. It's on the tip of my tongue. I hate that. Transmutation? No. Transformers. <laughs> no. Uh, Next. Oh, well, I'll think about it later. Anyway, you have to go to this machine. Transsecco. We go to this machine, and it gives you a, a book for. In uh, River Run, this is the first one, so you get to load a book for all low level spells they offer, okay? Mm-hmm. And you have to gather these items that it lists and put them in this machine, and it gives you the spell book. And these items are not exactly easy to come by. However, because it is Midas, you have to have a gold bar for every single one of them. And there's one spell I'm working on right now to summon a dragon whelp. Oh, cool. So I got to get... All I need now is a dragon scale and I can go get it. But they have a stop time spell, speed time spell, all kinds of really, really cool stuff. And I've been really enjoying it. And I also downloaded a whole mess of... um, add-ons for sound improvements like thunder imp- like real 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 thunder for um town enhancements where they add more foliage they add a little bit more uh graphics and and items around the towns to make it feel like a town when you look at the prior and then the pre the like the previous and then the now type of imagery mm-hmm. it's a the town's prior of that look boring and bland Okay, so basically, it's 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 enhancing the it's enhancing it to the point where you, you can't even go back. I can't no. And then I also downloaded a mod that allows me that adds uh, environment sounds to the environment, to various bird sounds, insect sounds, and it has so much more of a of an in depth feel. Especially when I'm playing on ultra on the high res pack with all these running on it. When there's a mm-hmm. thunderstorm, I have to stop and just sit there. It's. It looks. It sounds amazing. It's. It's so realistic. It's incredible, and I love it. Mm. So I got up to. Um, I finished at the the Dovahkiin story point to where I got all three of the Fusrados, Fusrada or whatever there. Um, Fusroda. <laughs> yeah, that one. I'm dyslexic this morning. You know the force push. Yeah. <laughs> so I got that, and that's where I stopped. And I'm going to go on, and I'm going to. I'm going to go to Windhelm and do all the quests around there because I really enjoy the murder mystery, and I've only done that one on my first character. If you've never done it, guys, you have to go to Windhelm and do it. It is one of the more unique quests in the game. It's kind of like solving a Jack the Ripper murder case. Oh. It's really cool. Yeah, it's, it's one of the more creative quests in the game. So you go into Windhelm, and I believe you go into the main inn is where you, you hear rumor of it, and that's kind of what starts it. Mm-hmm. Then you go off into a an alleyway and you see a murder scene and that's when the quest really picks up. Okay. And it's really cool is it has alternate ending to the quest, depending on who you accuse of being the murderer. All right. Which is really cool. I saved before I did any accusations so I could see the different endings, and it was it's it's really sweet. So I'm gonna do that, and I can't wait to do Dark Brotherhood again. I'm gonna go through that as a mage assassin. Mm. It's gonna be awesome. Especially with all that uh, that lightning you've been uh, touting over there. Well, right now what I'm using in my left hand is I'm using the ice shard. Right hand, I'm using uh, a lightning rune trap. Mm-hmm. So as I'm oh, yes. shooting those at people, I'm just <laughs> dropping those traps. I fry everything in no time flat. Yep. It's nice, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. I went into a, a dungeon to get the horn for the 
the main, well, not the main sword, the Dovahkiin sword chain, and I was mm-hmm. doing dual hand with the ice shard, one shotting everybody. It took up all my <laughs> wow. magic, but I just watching them fly over countertops, fly over chairs, fly over jars. It was so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, when I start on me. So I, I take it you've been enjoying the uh, the one point five update. <laughs> <laughs> uh, immensely, and I, I can't wait to go play an archer now. And I'm going to go into a full sniper mode with that one. That's going to be a blast. All right, let's move on to the Tamriel Times. Confirmation by Imperial State: Dragon spotted in Riverwood. Yarl of Windhelm appoints a new thane. This is Tamriel Times, your source for news in Skyrim. And here we are in the Tamriel Times, your official and community noobs news for the world of Skyrim and Elder Scrolls. What do we have today, Ivarwin? Well, let's see. Um, our first headline is a bit of an expose. Oh, I don't have a sound effect for that. So this is kind of like uh, you know Skyrim on the re- Skyrim off the record on your side. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, PS, PS3 lag in Skyrim, an explanation. All right, so it's it's not news that the PS3 players have been experiencing lag issues far more serious and much more frequently than the Xbox 360 and PC users. But the issue has remained a mystery to those users until now. It would seem that Bethesda is blaming the problem on PS3's reduced RAM. Hmm. Furthermore... Bethesda has admitted to being aware of this potential for this issue since before the game has even launched. Really? Yeah. Really. Bethesda further explains that it's basically a bad memory situation, in quotes, uh, which I believe came directly from Todd Howard. And he said it's due to the relationship between... Now, I'm paraphrasing, okay? But uh, it's basically due to the relationship between how Skyrim and PS3 uses the same RAM space. Now, in an interview with Kotaku, uh, Todd Howard explained, in quotes, it's the things you've done in what order and what's running. Some of the things are literally what spells you have hotkeyed because they handle memory memory differently. Now, as of patch 1.4, supposedly corrects the issue. All right, with the note including, in quotes, long-term play optimizations for memory and performance in the PS3. However, many are saying it's just a little too, it's too little, too late. So basically what's been going on is the, the PS3's RAM is a lot of it, a lot of the GPU uses the RAM. And then on top of it, when, when you play Skyrim for any length of time with the PS3, it's taking all the things that you've discovered and it's not, because it's hard for me to explain, but it, it it's not closing them out as you move away from these incidences. So, for example, um, if you experience you know a brand new area and you gain some new some new spells and you're using those spells and then you find a new area, all of that information is still floating around in the rain and it's not letting it go. And then on top of it, the GPU is. Um, being is, is the RAM is the GPU is utilizing the RAM as well. So 
it's a difficult conflict between the way the game is playing on on the console and the way the console itself utilizes its own RAM, which minimizes and reduces the the RAM's function and the RAM space more so than than Bethesda had initially conceived it would use. Fair enough. Yeah, so essentially the PC PS3 version of PS3 isn't using or Skyrim isn't using uh the PS3's RAM efficiently. Right. Somehow it's gotta be a problem with the architecture somewhere in there. Right. And that's that's how they were able to kind of I'd sort of somewhat identify it before the game released. Now in, in Bethesda's corner regarding this they, they said that they thought it might be an issue. They didn't realize how much of an issue it would be. So when they released patch 1.4, supposedly it corrected it. I'm hearing mixed reviews about it. I'm hearing that it, it, it did a lot, but it's not it's still there. I'm hearing, you know, it also there's no more problems. I'm hearing also that there never was a problem. We've we've received emails before from people saying, look, I've been playing on the PS3 since launch. Never had an issue. I think it it relies heavily on how much exploration you've done in the game on the PS3, and that's when you start noticing, and also how many save files you have as well. Right. If you if you have one character, you're going to experience a lot less lag than you've had if you've had multiple characters and you've experienced a lot of the game with those characters. It's going to suck up a lot of the, a lot of the RAM on the PS3. Right. So that's basically this whole issue explained. Uh, let's move on to the next thing. I want I'm I'm interested in this one. Cinemax Media, the parent company of Bethesda Game Studios, has trademarked the word Dawnguard for, and this is quotes here, computer game software for use with a with computers and video game consoles. Downloadable computer game software offered via the internet and wireless devices, according to the trademark filings. This brings up a lot of different rumors and questions. Sure does. About the purpose of this move. And it's been all over the place since they've found out about this. And I guess a lot of the speculation is that this is going to be the next uh, DLC. Correct. Yeah. Uh, they've, they've been... The, the questions and rumors regarding this flying around the internet um, have, have ranged from names of, of new DLC to uh, a brand new game uh, focused on Dawnguard sort of like Red Guard, mm-hmm. um, as well as, you know, something to do with, you know, a, the, an MMO in the future, which obviously that's, that's been a huge, a huge rumor as well. Well, I'm pretty sure they might also call that something like Elder Scrolls Online. That would make more sense, but... Yeah, yeah, but um, they're, they're wondering, you know, people have been, have been wondering, you know, uh, if they're going to make an MMO... You know, are they going to create a Dawnguard faction? And then, if so, they're going to want to trademark that immediately. This way, you know, it's theirs to to throw in the game as soon as. Fair enough. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of like where that that's been, and so. But I think the most prevalent rumor regarding uh, Dawnguard being trademarked right now is most people believe the purpose of this is that appearing in the name of download content expansion really at some point in the near future okay any other thoughts lou well i'm thinking more along lines of a like i said an expansion pack or if it's going to be an mmo if it's going towards that it could be like the elder scrolls you know hyphen dawn guard you know mm-hmm. that's how it starts or picks up so right 
Now, for those of you uh, who who don't know what the Dawn Guard are, all right, they were the faction in Oblivion that were basically the main antagonists um, that were starting to bring the Daedra back into Tamriel, and they were the ones that opened up the Oblivion Gates. Just so you know where this this could possibly go. So we, we could be experiencing, if this is actually going to be, you know, expansion slash DLC, mm-hmm. you know, we could be experiencing a very, he- a very heavy Daedra type of uh, gaming experience coming out of Dawnguard. Awesome. And then Skyrim yeah. 1.5.26.91.9. Oh, geez, really, people? <laughs> 90210. Goes live. Yes, indeed. The same beta update we reported on last week has gone live as of March 29th. The really awesome kill cam and stuff and all the fixes. The major portion of this patch is to increase the frequency of first-person kill cameras. However, to recap, it also fixes the following as well. Underwater effects now display properly, and it looks weird to me. I'm, I'm just saying. But cool, but weird. It was just hard for me to get used to it when I was playing around with that yesterday or Monday mm-hmm. night. Anyway, fixed crash, fixed crash when loading certain plugins. This is for PC only, obviously. It's plugins. Fixed issue where sun would not appear properly after fast travel. That one I have never seen. Have you guys, have any of you have seen that one yet? No, no but I'm, I'm more interested in, in the underwater effect thing that, that you, were, you were looking at. What was weird about it? it? It looked completely different to me when I was doing it. I was in a cave and I had to go underwater to get to a chest. And it had a, there's almost like a transitional gap that's missing. When you go up, when you're underwater, fully underwater, it looks cool. It's murky. It looks really neat. You look up the surface, you can see the flowing surface. It looks incredible. But as you get closer to the surface, it's almost like there's like a um, a graphical transition gap right there before you mm-hmm. break the surface. I don't know if that's intentional, but it didn't look right to me. Okay, so you're saying that they're, they're, the effect that now displays properly does not look right? Not to me it doesn't, no. Maybe because I was so used to the way it was before. But right now right. it just looks kind of funny. Okay. That's only when you're like going underwater as just as you're breaking the surface either going in or up out of it mm-hmm. okay just for that brief moment i'll have to, I'll have to go check it out then test it yeah. out you make a mic uh <clears throat> maybe i'll make an argonian and uh go swimming <laughs> <laughs> eat some flies go swimming <laughs> mm. Mm, flies <laughs> um it's what's for dinner please be aware guys this is a pc patch only right now um Regarding when this will apply to consoles, Bethesda has said the following. As an update for folks playing on PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, the 1.5 update you'll receive has been submitted to the console manufacturers. Once we know the live dates for PSN and Xbox Live, we'll share more information. And we will let you guys know. I hope all our, our our console players get this soon. You guys are going to love it. It's probably my favorite patch they've come out with yet. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, you know... The entertainment value on this thing is just through the roof. Oh, yeah. Even something as so minor as adding kill cams, more kill cams to it, made a huge impact to how I play my mage. I have been waiting to fully play a mage until this patch came out. I didn't want to play it without those kill cams, as weird as that is. I really wanted them. Well, it's a big part of the game. And, um, I, I mean, to, for the life of me, I don't understand why they launched the game without kill camera shots for for uh magic users and for ranged when, users how it when it works when you're going for game design 
you have to submit an actual release date to the console manufacturers a long time prior to to the actual release date. So mm-hmm. probably six months prior until Skyrim was finished, they had to say, well, okay, we're going to launch Skyrim on this date. So that means, because the consoles are very, very, very picky about this kind of thing, because they have to go and get approval from Sony. They have to get approval from Microsoft. They have to go through their testers to make sure there's no legal issues. Right. They call it a Class S bug frame. Okay. And it has to meet their guidelines. So they have to have this game ready, like, three weeks prior to that launch date and in the hands of the, of the, the consoles in order to get their approval and then get it launched in a full gold. Um, so basically what you're saying is they had time to do the melee and not time to finish up the job. Exactly. So you're going to see a lot of things that didn't get included that should have been because they were trying to make that deadline and try to get the best game possible in the time frame that they had. That's why they put it yeah. into a patch later. But that's unacceptable to me. I mean, how do you do for one and not do for the other? Because I would imagine like there's a lot of correctly, maybe. Then don't put the melee in. But then at least wait for. Well, look on the other side of this as well, Barwin. I mean, if they didn't put the melee in, you're missing another element of the game already. I mean, even though they didn't have magic or bow kill cams, I still had a blast. It was one of my highlights playing this game from the get go. Was watching my character take two one hand weapons and scissoring off the head. Oh, yeah. So if they didn't include that, that's taking away from the game as it is even more so. You know, Ignorance can be Blitz, but it also means it's not what the game is now. Yeah, but is it better to be inclusive for one particular type of player and not inclusive for another particular type of player? In order to make a deadline and thank God for updates in DLC. I disagree. I would have, <laughs> I would have left it out and then included it in DLC altogether. Right, or the future path, uh, because ladies and gentlemen, but that's that's just me though. <laughs> well, no, no. I mean, I, I I agree. I mean, there's you know, there's merit to both both sides. However, I'll just say that you know the the arrow ranged slash magic kill cam shots, you know, just recently came out. Now, what I'm saying is that what month are we in now? All right, how long has Skyrim been out? Mm-hmm. Okay. For the one thing, the fact that Melee did have it, which is great. Okay, at least you had that aspect to enjoy. But for me personally, Bethesda should have gotten off their collective ass and put these two out right away, saying, all right, we know this favorite. We have one style of play that's out there, but we know we have two other styles of play which we need to support right away. Yeah. Okay? Because now you can hop on a fence and say, what, what are you doing? Okay. Well, if, if anything, you, you address this so that you know you fully support all three styles of play, melee, range, and magic. Yeah. In in their defense, though, um, in their defense, you know they they had a lot more. They had a lot more, you know, uh, bigger fish to fry between then and now uh, regarding all the. I mean, the game launched with a tremendous amount of bugs that everyone was like, you know, going going you know crazy over, and right rightfully so, and all of the updates up until now have really been about that. Mm-hmm. This is the first time when we've you know kind of seen a patch where it was like, okay, so you know now. Now that we're done with all the bugs, finally, thanks for you know bearing with us. Now we can actually you know push this stuff out too. And so I get I get it why you know it took so long for them to release it. I'm just saying like if I were if I were Todd Howard and I had the choice of you know releasing just melee kill cameras and and no and no magic and ranged, or not releasing any of those kill cameras and just releasing the game and then saying like all right later on we'll just do it in DLC. 
or but in then a, in they're going to lose a lot of their ratings at the start because if you look at all the reviews that were done, they all mention the kill cams and the finishings. That's very true. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. You are correct. So I, I, I personally think it was a great decision. And ladies and gentlemen, mark this moment. This is the first time that Ivarwin and I have actually disagreed. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that's, on the air either. Yeah. <laughs> that That's actually, that is true. <laughs> that is very true. All right, wow. guys. Oh. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and move on to the Banner Mayor. Welcome to the Battered Mare. What can I get you? And here we are in the Battered Mare. Our roundtable discussion. <laughs> Was that supposed to be a mare? <laughs> yeah, something like that. I mean, I could do something like this. I thought I'd try it myself. <laughs> Which really stank, but that's okay. Right, right. <laughs> Oh, oh look. So, wow, we had much fun during the break. Oh, I'm still <laughs> wiping tears out of my eyes because of the break, which you guys will hear in the outtakes of the show. So don't worry about it. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be a long outtake segment, guys. Warning you in advance. Uh, oh man, I didn't tell you guys. All my family in California, my dad's side, my aunt Ned, which was I grew up, she's kind of, kind of like my second mother because I was best friends with my cousin Scott, who's my same age. And I was at her house more than I was at my own home. Mm. I got grounded by my aunt several times growing up, okay? Okay. But I was at her her office. She runs a realty company in Cal City, California. And my grandmother and my cousin Holly and her were asking about the show. So I listened, let them listen to, you know, the intro. And they're like, well, we heard you guys do outtakes. Can you listen, let's listen to some of those? I let them listen to the one oh, at the oh, end oh, of the oh. Pew Pew show. Oh they God, were in tears and they had no idea what yeah. we were talking about um, <laughs> then they wanted me to have them listen let them listen to every outtake segment of all the other shows oh my god and I felt that must have been one heck of a blooper reel <laughs> yeah they were laughing and laughing it was great <laughs> even my 70 year old grandmother <laughs> even grandma laughed <laughs> yeah oh oh I gotta tell you guys I'm sorry this is all on the air but my mom texted me last night while I was in the middle of... Eventually we'll get to yeah, the Yeah, we'll get to it in a second here. But my mom texted me <laughs> in the middle of recording last night with Middle Earth saying right. that she, my stepdad, and my brother and sisters were listening, and my uncle were listening to our last episode of Skyrim off the record. Mm-hmm. I was embarrassed at that point. Why? <laughs> Just my mother listening to these shows? What? <laughs> uh, oh, oh, Joe felt all self-conscious now. Like, oh, ma. <laughs> yeah. But then she was like, you guys nope. are gross. Peeing in a bottle? But I- <laughs> <laughs> she got <thought> this one? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> she was saying, I was saying to your, what is it called? The Bannered Mare? You're talking about the MMO? What's an MMO? But <laughs> it was still really fun listening to you guys. When are you recording next? Uh, tomorrow morning at 10.30 a.m. It's like, okay, Mom, I'll have another show later on that day, on the, on the, on the site. Oh, okay, I'll listen to it then. And now i got to be more conscious of what I say because my mom's listening. Hi, Mom. Right. We'll talk about that naked mod anymore. Shout out to Barbara Wilson, my mother. Uh, Barbara, Barbara Sunica now, actually. 
she she remarried. So sorry about that, Barbara Seneca. Um, anyway, let's get on to the show. Sorry about that. So we are in week two of building the MMO, and as a quick recap, guys, we went over the basic setting and the dungeons and encounter structure, which I say has to happen. Has Correct. to. Um, yes. The way Just we talked about it. Real quick. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, the setting. <clears throat> excuse me. The the setting has already been. You know, if it this thing is in the rumor mill, and the setting is in the rumor mill, and they're already saying it's like you know a millennia before the events in the earliest Elder Scrolls game. So you're talking like, you know, second era of, um, of Nern and, uh, and Tamriel. So that, that's basically what that, and, and what they have cooked up for that sort of thing. We're not too sure, but we know it's going to include three factions. So that's the very basic setting that that's in the rumor mill right now. Last week we spoke about, among other things, we tried to, you know, organize it as best as we could, and the discussion this week will be a lot more organized. Um, however, we spent a lot of time on grouping, on dungeons, encounters, and how that should be structured. And, you know, between the three of us, we came up with this idea of, you know, gee, wouldn't it be great if um, we were the game environment, as in the mobs and instances, adapted to the strength of your party? or the weakness of your party in that where if you if you zone in somewhere and it's by your not so much but mostly just adapting or a scaling to party size right that's that's basically what i was alluding to so you know you you zone in somewhere and you're by yourself the mobs are solo difficulty or if you walk in with 10 people you know all of a sudden now you got yourself a 10-man raid and we kind of you know said you know that would make every dungeon a a raid and every dungeon soloable at the same time and, even to the point where joe yeah you had mentioned about the wolf right Right, yeah the uh, epic epic dire wolf of awesome the death wolf whatever i called it last week um yeah no the wolf from hell that's right anyway but the thing about this that, that really could work out is you know how name mmos they get stuck in this bind of okay if you have to have five men for this dungeon or like in star wars four men it's anywhere from four to like, you know, ten people, but it has to be. It's a set limit, so you have to have four, you have to have five, or you have to have eight, or you have to have ten, or twenty. Mm-hmm. If you do it this way, there is no set number, except for maybe a cap, which would be ideal because you don't want to have like a fifty-man, you know, encounter. Right. Right. And they say they cap it at like a maximum of ten, which is the max party size you could have anyway. So you, there's no real choice in that. But say you only have four, you have you have seven people on right now that you really want to play with, you want to do a dungeon with. But if it has a normal MMO structure of, of an eight or ten man, you can't. You have to sit there for an, like two hours and chat, trying to figure out or trying to find people to come in to fill in spots, which are, and then they could be these noobs that you just don't want to play with. So if you have it set up like this, where you have seven people, you go in there and it adjusts to seven people. You no longer have to worry about trying to find people, trying to find pickups, you know? Right. right. So that and then Lou had brought up the idea of, well, if if you if if that's in place, what about what about loot and drops and how loot can drop according to the game would recognize what classes are in your party and we would drop loot that only they could use. Mm-hmm. So those those are the you know that's the quick recap of, of how we discussed last week. 
Not as quick as I like, and but good enough. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, right. this week, Yvonne set it up to where we're going to talk about com- community interaction, such as grouping. Uh, the Trinity or not the Trinity? I, yeah, that's that's the debate right there. Guilds mm-hmm. in and out, and why? We're going to talk a little bit about questing and leveling structure, and a little bit about classic high cla- classic classes or hybrid classes. What we want to see in game. So we're going to start with the community interaction, such as grouping. Do we want to stick with the holy trinity of MMOs, which is tank, healer, and DPS? And like I said last week, guys, I'm I'm getting my my thoughts in right now because I know that you guys are going to agree with me, or at least one of you will. Or disagree with me. <laughs> and that is that they need to stick with how Skyrim was developed and that there is no real class. There's a there's a hint at classes, okay? The trees are built up to where you can play. Okay, what we got in this men- mentality when you go to Skyrim is you think, okay, well, I am structuring myself because I'm using a sword and shield as a warrior, a tank. Well, that's not exactly the case. That's your MMO habit getting in the way of what's actually occurring right now because the trees are developed for play style. Like, if I wanted to do one hand and I wanted to do magic in the other hand, or if I wanted to do healing and I wanted to have a staff, or I wanted to do this and this and this, there is no set in Skyrim. No matter what you think there is, it's really not a set. It's just the, the, the MMO mentality is blocking what's really happening in this. And we talked a little bit last night, me and, and the uh, Middle Earth guys, about how, how this happens to a lot of people. Because Skyrim is pretty much a one-player MMO done right. And when you think about it, when you go into that game, you think about it as an MMO. You think about it, well, it has to be one of the three archetypes because that's what's so ingrained in our heads. In fact, it's not. Okay. If you get what I'm going at. And that's how they should really do the, the, if you will, air quotes here, class structure in this game. And get rid of that Holy Trinity. Well, I, I agree, all right, but... In order to effectively get rid of, you know, the need for a tank, a healer, and multiple uh, damaging characters, you would have to... The way to get rid of that, in in my head, is by not rethinking the classes, but rethinking your encounters. Mm-hmm. The whole reason why you have a tank is because you need somebody there to control the enemy. Well, you keep it like in Skyrim, where there are no elites or toughs or regular mobs, you know? Right. Without that, if you don't have those elites you have to take on that would normally one-shot anybody but someone who was built up with as a tank, you could easily do it. Especially if you're... You know, the whole thing, I guess, that that really hurts an MMO, if you will, is the aggro system. It shouldn't yeah, be I that way. Yeah, the main problem is, it, yeah, it's the mechanics, the game mechanics themselves. Where I think one of the problems, uh, I think I mentioned last week, was uh, one of the cheap mechanics that's out there, and I say cheap, you know, the Enrage Timer. Okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That alone has turned most MMOs into a straight DPS race. Okay, so where now you have recount. And what, the, what he ACP. means, ladies and gentlemen, to those who don't know, because some, some of the listeners may not be MMO players. DPS stands for damage per second. It's like a, 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 ga- a guideline for how much damage you do every second. Sorry about that, folks. Yeah, um, as Joe and everyone mentioned, yeah, the three types of classes, the DPS classes, all right, the tanks, and the healers. And the biggest problems or one of the biggest issues with MMOs nowadays is the fact that lots of MMOs have confined themselves and designers have created encounters, group encounters, raid encounters to where... The mini bosses, the bosses, the encounters have what's called an rage time. I mean, if you don't 
bring this mob to this level, HP or what have you, they suddenly enrage, okay, and now they become super either invulnerable, they start using these uber abilities, whether it's direct damage or area effect damage, abilities, spells, what have you, to essentially kill your group, all right? Mm-hmm. And with that being said, you know, again, it's turn these things into pure DPS races to where um, you, you have to focus on this. You know, people no longer enjoy the game because they'd rather worry about their numbers, crunching the numbers, putting out optimal so-called builds for these classes in order to defeat the content. Yeah. I think, you know, if they do it like how they did Skyrim, it could, it's not that hard. See, what it is is that when they do the whole aggro thing, it's a cop-out for... It's an easy way out of writing actually legitimate AI. You know what? Go ahead, Ivarwin. Uh, Let's get him in here because he's, he's very opinionated about this kind of thing. Hey, Mr. Uh, Dave Adams, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Dave! Hey, let me get my headset on. Yeah, you do that. <laughs> anyway, so let's continue. Okay. So if they write actual intelligent AI, then there is no need for a tank. It gets rid of that, that concept altogether. Well, it depends on what you what you program the AI to do. Right? Well, you do it like basic I mean, combat. If I'm fighting somebody and someone is closer than that person I'm fighting, I'm going to go after them to get them out of my way. You have to think of it as, as more of a, a what, what would happen in an actual combat situation. Not, okay, well, this person is hitting me with this much aggro gain, so I'm going to stick to them like glue and ignore everything else. All right, well, that's my opinion on the AI. I mean, I know that Dave has a counter-argument. So, Dave, what is your counter-argument? Um, a few things that were brought up was the uh, DPS race in-game, along with having people specific for roles. Uh, instead of, well, there's obviously no class in Skyrim, but you do stick people sort of in roles when you're going for an MMO. That's one thing that, no matter how you look at it, I do out they're going to be able to get rid of that system i'd love if they could because that would be amazing to have people actually you know think for themselves instead of copy paste that'd be kind of neat um especially with skyrim you'd have so many different choices and so much utility that you really could pull off an amazing combination of classes and specs to give a very personalized feel to even the the largest or smallest of encounters in raids um the problem is is if it's an mmo you're gonna have to standardize it or else the people who truly don't get the game are not going to be able to play it so there is gonna be that that point where they're gonna say we're gonna have to have some sort of barrier for the people who just don't get it and unfortunately it seems that the big name MMOs are thinking that barrier is the uh, DPS check, which is kind of sickening. All right, so Dave, basically what you're saying is there's really no way of getting around the the Holy Trinity and also enrage timers on bosses because they sort of act as you know a check on the MMO community that, like you say in quotes, does not get it. That were kind of just chained to these, well, these ideas. Unfortunately, we we are chained to those ideas because it seems that the more specialized you are, the better you are. At least that's how it is in all the current MMOs and 
that's the thought process. All right, well, I have a strong counter-argument, so actually. So you're going to have the Holy Trinity. Um, go for it. All right, let's put it this way. If Skyrim and other RPGs didn't push the boundary beyond the cop, what is the norm for an RPG, we would be playing Skyrim on a turn-based system with a party of, like, four. A wizard, a warrior, and a mage. Very true. But they didn't keep it that way. They pushed the boundary beyond it. So now we have an RPG that is much more than the traditional RPG that we know of, like Final Fantasy. Um, MMOs got to be pushed the same way. They got to get out of these these uh, these stereotypes for MMOs. Oh, the problem with it is when you're dropping, you're, you're getting a basically. If you're lucky enough to be a company that has a AAA credit score rating with a bank, and you're getting you know a multi million dollar loan to to create a game from the ground up like this, no one wants to take that money multiple millions of dollars and gamble it it's not gambling on but it is gambling not when you have look the, at how many not times, when the system's already proven to work what system there's no system in place that breaks away from the trinity that has been proven to work uh skyrim okay but that's not an mmo it can easily be ported into one uh, yes it could easily be ported into one but at the same I would time i'd love if they did i would, I would be love amazed if did, but the fact if they is they didn't that, change a damn thing it would be yeah. perfect it would be perfect, you know, but the I, fact is, is how do you, number one, <laughs> any MMO that's ever tried this, okay, and there's only been like a handful of them out there, they failed miserably, and it's not because, you know, they had a system that didn't work, it's because people don't want to break away from it, they're, they're out of their comfortable zone, they're like, whoa. Right, right, it, it's not to say, it's more fair to say that the game failed because the player base, because they're in the comfort zone, they don't want to adapt, they don't want to try new things, they, they much prefer to realize yeah. To go to a class board, a class form, and say, all right, I'm a tank. I've always played a tank. That's all I know. It's you know almost, I'm a healer. That's all I know. Or I'm DPS. That's all I know. Well, that's the same it's thing as like, saying, well, I don't want to play Skyrim because it doesn't, it's not turn-based and it doesn't have hit points. Correct. But, but it's almost as if the, the, the MMO genre has to wait for the players, that the, mul- the majority of the players, in order to be screaming for, can we please have something different? And I kind of feel like we're moving in that direction, but I don't think we're there yet. Before they take those millions of dollars and just, you know, put it into a, an idea that that could work or may not work. I mean, for for me personally, like I I think we I think I think we should break away from this this Trinity thing, and I think the best way to do it is is not by not solely looking at the classes and saying like, okay, how can we change it based on the class structure. I, I think it's got to come from from your encounters, because if you don't, if the encounter is scaled to a degree where you don't need a tank, because you know the mob has no threat meter, you don't need a tank. He's got no threat meter. How are you gonna How are you gonna hold the aggro? If he's got, By bouncing it like meter. a normal fight. Exactly. I would I would love to see that. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to see them add actual boss fights to Skyrim where it was like that. It would be just, you know, the boss, he randomly picks a target, rushes them, and you just got to be able to survive a few hits before he just goes crazy and picks a new target at random. Right. It would would actually take a lot more thought from the party than just, okay, this is our tank, the healer's focusing on the tank, DPS focus the boss. Oh, you might want to move out of the poop on the ground periodically. It takes a lot more more structure because you have to look at the environment around you 
What kind of traps mm-hmm. can we use? Hey, you know what? You yeah. guys uh, go over there, get his attention, start beating on him, and I want you to run him towards me. I'm going to set a trap on the ground. We'll get him over here to this. And, you know, it had, takes a lot more strategy, a lot more thought, and it could be so much more exciting. It would take a lot more thought from the developers as well. That's okay. Because they would have to... <laughs> yeah, of course that's okay. That'd be phenomenally okay. I'd be totally okay with that. Um, because they would have to they would have to rework the basic idea of every single boss fight they put into the game. Every single one. What well, what do you do when when the boss is not going to just simply uh be taunted away from the you healer? You know what's interesting? How though? do you cor- mm-hmm. If you notice in Skyrim right now, there are technically bosses, right? At the end of every dungeon. However, yeah. they are right. well, a lot of them are the same. However, what makes it different is the environment around them. Yeah, yes. it's you're not really fighting the boss as much as the environment. Exactly. It really is that. I mean, if you were really going to look through Skyrim, pick it apart and say, this is a boss monster and this isn't, you know how many you'd come across? A few. Alduin. <laughs> no, I, I take that back. You'd, you'd have maybe what? two dragon bosses that are big, bad, and evil enough to be considered something to actually worry about in this game. Everything else is just proper progression. Yeah, there's always like at the end of at the end of pretty much most dungeons you've got you've got the a super mob. Yeah, you know, but it's, it's got... not it's just enough to where you have to actually stop and think of how you're gonna use your surroundings to take him down, just like Joe was saying. Yeah. And I think it, it, this game, if it's going to become an MMO, it doesn't need to focus as much on boss battles, where I do think that, yes, a boss fight at the end of the dungeon would be amazing. They could really put it in something like each dungeon has one crazy boss that you have to kite around the area, lay traps, you know, have your archers fire down on him from a special ramp or whatever you want to do, or fight a boss while solving a puzzle. It'd be awesome. But... This game, the way the world kind of all goes together, you could have your little group fighting against a full-on army that's running at you and just do amazing at it. I mean, come on. Wouldn't you just love, if you sided with the Empire, to go one-on-one with an entire army of Stormcloaks? Yes. Oh, yeah. Totally amazing stuff. That would be a boss battle. Oh, heck yeah. It doesn't have to be, you know, a crazy huge boss that takes three and a half hours to fight because he's, you know, Scarthus. his left leg is impo- <laughs> impenetrable until you defeat his right arm. Man, I would, I would <laughs> kill for an MMO that used that theory. Say I had ten friends, okay? We put the archers in the back. We had the melee fighters up front. We had the casters in the back as well. And they're shooting their arrows, shooting their spells as a wave of enemies comes at us. And then just like an actual like a medieval fight that you would see, you know, the melee rushing as soon as the other army hits us and it becomes an all-out brawl. That would just be insanely cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, Joe, do you want to get the uh, the final thoughts on the Trinity thing? Uh, you know, up, down, what do we say about the Trinity, in or out? Out. It has to be out. In order for this to be a successful Elder Scrolls game, it has to be out because that's what the foundation of, of, of Elder Scrolls has been, going out of that norm. Lou? Out. I mean, I can understand why it's been developed, why it's in the current and past crop MMOs, but as Joe just said, Elder Scrolls has always been about not laying one down in one particular class, one particular role. 
the system is robust enough, I think they can honestly develop it and, and push it to the next level. Dave? I think it has its uses. I don't think that it should be that classes should be defined by it, but I'd like to see it used in a more interesting fashion. In like a puzzle or something, where you have just one dude doing something crazy and the rest of everybody solving the puzzle or vice versa. Okay. Um, I, I don't necessarily think it has to be out, but I I would like to see it out. I, I agree with Joe when he says if this is gonna be an Elder Scrolls game, the 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 idea of having a you know a tank killer DPS and those roles being very rigid within a group structure should should be out. I agree with Joe when he says that. Um, so I I would say I would like to see, I would like to see an Elder Scrolls MMO get away from that and rethink how can we make this a successful party structured game without forcing people to you know into those archetypes. So I I would I would say that. Um, all right, more on community interaction in in the in the Elder Scrolls MMO guilds. All right. Uh, I guess what I'm looking for in this is in it should should guilds be in this game? Should they not be in this game, and why? They should, but on a different level. What okay. I mean by that is because everyone has their groups of friends they like to play with. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think guilds should be a big thing. I should I think it should be very similar to how they do certain what we call factions in in Skyrim, like the the companions. Give the ability for groups of people to have their own location, their meeting place. But I don't want it the same way in other MMOs to where it's a whole UI, there's a whole ranking structure. No. I don't want all that garbage. I just want it to be like a massive like uh, group list of friends. That we all have this little meeting place we go to, we all join in in that. And we get together periodically. I don't think it should be the the same structured guild archetype you see in other MMOs. What would you say to the person that says, I have to have structure in my guild? Then I say, you're playing the wrong game. Well, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> no, I was like, I'd expect that had to come from me. <laughs> That's where I pulled it from. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, is it is it game-breaking to have a guild without with or without structure? I mean, can an Elder Scrolls MO, MMO be, be well, yeah, uh, smell just as sweet? You would have your founder, <laughs> but that's what causes all the problem in the guilds, in the other games, is that hierarchy. Structure? There's yeah. a hierarchy system. Where you have well, well, the, you know, the other side of that argument though is that without any without anyone saying without giving some kind of a direction that people can oh, get in behind, that case, that, don't do player created guilds. Make it game based guilds. Like when you go and join, a, like say you want to go join the companions, that's the guild that you want to be in, or the thieves guild. You go to that guild, you do right. the you do the quest for the NPCs again, and you're in it. The game controls the hierarchy, not the player. So everybody is on an equal level. Yeah, and that could work. Because, yeah, as, as you were just saying, right, it's Bethesda will create certain factions slash, you know, guilds, and we would have, we have some in place. You've got the Thieves Guild, okay, you've got the Dark Brotherhood, you've got the Companions, which you could expound and expand to have other types of companion-like guilds, warrior guilds, what have you, in the other, in the other hold. Or actually, since it's before, in any of the cities that are available. When they come out, you know, you could have adventurer type guilds. Okay, you can have. Hey, if you want to focus on deity, hey, it's a, it's you could join this cult, so to speak. You know, mm-hmm. you can join them, get quests from them. 
you know, build faction with And depending them. on what guild you go with, you get some kind of benefit, kind of like uh, the stones in Skyrim. Right. And here, and I think if it's game-controlled, game-based, you're not introduced to the guild drama that comes from player-created guilds. Well, you know, you, the, you know, the guild leader offices versus the rest of the guild type deal, okay? Where you don't have a certain number of players to determine what the next 20 people do for the next, you know, two weeks. I think if it's game-developed, game-based, game-run, I think a whole lot of, the, of that social garbage that's ne- not necessary is left out, okay? Because you're, you're not worrying about, oh, what these three people are going to say because they're, you know, supposed to be, oh, it's the guild leader and these are the two raid leaders. No, you know what? Because they don't say anything. <laughs> you know what I have to say is just as important as you have to say and if I don't like it you don't like it tough cojones it doesn't matter what you think what I think the game says this is how we do it alright and we also don't run into the issues of oh guild bank these people just rob the bank no there's no guild bank because you know you contribute to the game there's your money sink right there I need there. to create an audio file that says something like Lou Smackdown <laughs> I mean, I look at it this way. I mean, Lou lays it down. <laughs> EverQuest Two has a great system where you have a deity altar in your own player house, okay? And if you sacrifice like items, money, what have you, you get, you know, divine blessings, divine favors that will last. And as Joe said before, have it to where you can get stuff from the guild. You know, I I just gave five hundred gold to the you know, companions leader, leader of the companions. Oh, because hey, my latest adventure. I want to give back to the companions. Here, here's 500 gold. Do what you want with it. Oh, Joe. Well, thanks. You know, just for that, for the next three, ga- you know, three game days, you're getting a plus 10 or plus 15 percent on all your melee attacks. Well, then what you could also do is even have rankings in the guild, but all that ranking is is how much of a buff you get from that guild. And by in order to get those rankings, you create a whole series of quests, random, um, random like. New quests every day from NPCs. You do like a dynamic questing system, all right. So you basically tell the computer, you, you tell this 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 group of uh, like for instance the thieves guild. The different thieves guild member NPCs will tell you, well, I need this place oh, robbed here and here. Can you do that for me? Or, <laughs> hey, rob this random NPC while he's sleeping. Yeah, you could totally. It'd do be that. so easy well, to program that. Anyway, since he's robbed all sky. Oh yeah, exactly. But how? how- how is that a guild and not necessarily just a a quest line for a faction? Because you or any different it'll than open the Aldor up, and Scryers. It'll open up and, an actual guild menu for you, so you'll be linked with the other guild members. You'll know who they are. You'll have a guild hall. It would just, I think it would. I really think it would solve all those problems that we've encountered in other MMOs. I mean, people quit games. They quit MMOs because they have drama in their guild. I mean, that's the oh, yeah, vast majority yeah. of the quits. Yeah. I've that's I've quit wow. If you get rid of that times stupid of guild drama. stupid guild system where you're going to just create that drama, you're going to lose a lot less subscriptions. Well, right. but will you keep them? Yes. What about what about um identity? A lot of people when they when they feel when they're joining a guild, a lot of people feel that they want, you know, a uh, community identity that's that's unique to them and, and all their own, you know, like the tavern in Warcraft. Then uh, um, five of their friends get together and make themselves a little tavern that says we're buddies. <laughs> you know, it doesn't. I'm sorry, it, it can work. That can work too. Um, you know, with Dark Age, you know, with World of Warcraft, I mean, the most recent example. Yes, you had the guild tavern. Okay, um, I'll even one up that with Dark Age of Camelot. Okay, run by Mythic, mm-hmm. which is not part of EA, by the way. Um, 
they made it better to where you could put that symbol, that sigil on cloaks. If you were a warrior, you could put it on your shield. Okay. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. So, you know, give players that, that flexibility to where, you know what? Even, here we go. The, you have a companions type guild. All right. It's open to anyone's play style, whether you like to go melee, range, magic, what have you. But now we tie it back to Joe's ranking system within the guild. You know, I've done this much for the guild. Well, this is your star symbol by the way, that you, that you get to wear on your armor, on your cloak. But guess what? Since, you know, since Joe's a fifth Dan, you know, with his martial arts style, okay, guess what? As a fifth Dan, you get to wear this. And now your name looks like this. Well, even... To everyone else. Even if you want, like, you went through a whole series of quests, you got the money, and you created your own custom, like, sigil. Just for you. Kind of like a, a family name, if you will. And say, well, okay... Um, I'm really great friends with Ifarwin and Lou, Mr. Uh, D Enforce running around, and Liz. And in order to, to you know, signify our group of friends, I can take the sigil that says, you know, OTR. And I'll give it to you guys, and you can put it on whatever you want to signify that these are my companions. These are my buddies. These are what we work together. Like a clan. Like a clan, right. but with no actual structure. It's just a symbol. So then, what if what if this whole thing here were were kind of like you know almost like a a, a, a two structured thing? All right, you could have your in game guild where it would almost set itself up like you know it's a it, it would be more of like a a faction that the game allows you to join as a player, and you can communicate socially uh, with those other players that have joined that that type of type of faction that type of community like the companions in uh in white run i think it is that that's kind of like a faction believe it or, you know or at least yes. i kind of conceptualize it and then in within those little factions okay you can have your own clan where you know you've hung out with these guys they happen to be online at the same time you know you you know all the spells and the the melee stuff and uh you know the range stuff you know all just kind of jive together so you would be able to create this as a, uh, a clan once you're inside that guild and you have all the community interaction and everything is just kind of, you know, jiving together with a certain amount of people. You know, you could be able to band together in like a small group of maybe like, you know, four to five, six or seven people and say, you know, OK, we're going to form a clan. And within this guild, we have our own this this uh, this game guild, this game faction. We have our own small group that just kind of, you know, goes off on their own from time to time. Right, and that could definitely work as well. Like you're all part of that, but you're also supporting your own right. private, private group within the game itself, which is great. Right, not necessary, but you know, there if if you want, if you want. Exactly. All right. Um, okay, so I guess let's just go through this real quick, and then you know, uh, Joe, you're saying that we should we should take the uh, the other two options here and just put them into next week. Uh, number two, number three, we already talked about. Okay. Um, all right, so. So well, let's just go through the uh, let's just go through the list one more time. Um, Joe, guilds in or out? Guilds in, but in, but uh, game controlled. Okay, Lou. I would like guilds in, but I support Joe's idea. I like that the idea of having the game control the guilds themselves. All right, Dave. In and game controlled and PvP faction tied to which guild you're in. Oh, that's interesting. All right, I, I would support guilds being in if they reconceptualize the guild. Otherwise, if it's going to be the same old nonsense, I'd say out. 
Uh, all right, so questioning and leveling structure will take care of, of next week. Um, we're also going to talk next week about uh, the three factions that are rumored to be in the game. Is this a good idea or a bad idea? And what factions do we want or don't want? And oh, then yeah. we're going to start getting into game features. Like, should there be, you know, an uh, LFG panel um, brought up in the game at, at release? Uh, DPS and threat meters, should that be in the game? An auction house, should that be in the game upon release? Companions, should that be in the game? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. So we're going to we're going to get into that next week. Sounds good. Let's go ahead and move on to our crafting table. And Dave, thank you for joining us. No problem. So we're kicking you out right now. <laughs> oh. Thanks, Dave. I'll miss you. Love you. Miss you more. Dave. No. I feel it, bro. <laughs> I love you. There you go. And here we are in the crafting table, your mod of the week. What do we have this week, Ivarwin? All right, this week is Alternate Start, Live Another Life by Arth Moore. Uh, This week's mod of the week is a fan-suggested and show-approved mod given to us by The Ice Devil, who writes in an email... Since many of us Skyrim junkies keep restarting with new characters, this cool little mod gives you an alternate start where you can choose if your character where where gives you an excuse me gives you an alternate start where you can choose if your character starts as a soldier, a sailor on a shipwreck or even start off as a vampire, as well as many other scenarios. So, thanks go to Ice Devil for the suggestion. And now on to our feature. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, it's it's it, super cool. It fits for me since I've got uh, you know the man of many faces, many characters. <laughs> this is Lou. This is totally totally. Yeah, it's got you written all over. Get that. <laughs> Seems a lot of headaches too. <laughs> Let's uh, let let me let me just start off by saying you can get this off of SkyrimNexus.com uh, as well. All right, and they've got a little video up on the page. Uh, you'll have to search for it. So again, it is called Alternate Start, Live Another Life by Arth Moore. A-R-T-H-M-O-O-R. So if you search for that, it'll be able to pop up. It's not in the hot file section at all. Ah, uh, okay. They do have a uh, video clip on there which really shows you the the power of this, how, basically how it, how it works. All right, so here here are the basic features. All right, it's going to start you off as a prisoner in jail. You're left there by the guards and forgotten about. So that's your your immediate scenario in every one of these scenarios. You're then prompted. Uh, you immediately create your race, look, and then your name of your character. And then you're given a quest to use the statue of Mara that's located within your cell. And that'll give you many different scenarios as your original background. And it's a scrolling list that's it looks like it's it's about you know 15 um, choices long. Wow, it's pretty robust. I like that. It's it's a nice list, yeah. And they, they it shows it to you on on the video. Um, now, once you make a su- uh, a suggestion, it prompts you to go to sleep, which is you know, go to sleep in your bed, which is right next to you, and then you wake up in another area of the world as a level one character with basic armor on, pertaining to the selection you have chosen, and then given freedom to explore the game as you see fit. So, like for example, one of the one of the suggestions they highlighted was starting off as a uh, Khajiit caravan guard. So this 
this guy goes to sleep. He wakes up, and you see he's wearing you know full leather armor with a sword, and he's you know standing next to a caravan, and he's got the whole realm of Skyrim right in front of him. Hmm. He's scratching behind his ears like a heat. <laughs> exactly, and he's off, <laughs> licking himself in, in so. unmentionable places <laughs> because he can. He's Let's a Khajiit. That's right, like Dave's cat was doing a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> So that's that's the mod um, in its in its most basic structure. Uh, once again, it is called Alternate Start: Live Another Life by Arth Moore. Give it a check. Take a look at it. Definitely look at the uh, the video to see if it's for you. And uh, like I said, you know, uh, great suggestion here by Ice Devil and uh, Skyrim OTR approved. Thumbs up. <laughs> nice, beautiful. Another mod for me to play with. Jeez. Yeah, exactly. Me too. <laughs> kind of fits me. Oh, that fits you to a T, doesn't it? Lou? Sooner. <laughs> that's What's all. That? <laughs> that's written Lou all over it. Oh yeah, I know. I wish it came out sooner. <laughs> like months like, earlier. Uh, then I had to go create another fifteen alts. But at least now I have a much better start. <laughs> there you go. That's key. That's, key. <laughs> that's right. You won't have every one of them starting in Helgen. <laughs> Speaking of Lou, we're gonna give him yes. his moment to shine in the Elder Scroll. A fragment of time, a piece of creation, a record of history, history itself, the Elder Scroll. All right, Lou, we're in Elder Scroll. That means it's all you, brother. All right. Thank you, Joe. This week for the Elder Scrolls, since I had seen in the forums and also on our Gmail that uh, some people have wondered about uh, doing the races, the start of all the races. Now, I didn't want to actually gloss over and bring them all into one show, so what I'll do is, hopefully it's a nice compromise for everyone, I'll bring one in every now and then, so everyone gets a good idea of where these races come from. Does that say scratching post not included? Yes, it does. <laughs> So our listeners have to, whenever I do the Elder Scroll, I always put the topic and I always put my own little blurb in there. <laughs> this one says it starts off as the Khajiit scratching post not included. <laughs> so that's our topic for today. We're gonna go into the background of the Khajiit, little cat people. <laughs> Pew, meow. Um so as we all know, the Khajiit, they're one of the beast races that inhabit Tamriel. And yes, they have notable feline features. And they've got that accent of theirs. Including eight nipples. Well, if you're playing that that female Khajiit, yes. <laughs> playing as male Khajiit, I would say I need to talk to a wizard or a Mara priest or priestess right now. Fix me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> as we all know. <laughs> you just can't milk them. <laughs> Not to. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, no. As we all know, they all hail within and here from the Skyrim game. They all hail from the land of Elsewhere. Spelled E-L-S-W-E-Y-R. All right, for those who may not know, it's found in the southern half of the continent. Cyrodiil shares its northern northeast border, Phelanwood to its west, and the Topol Sea to its south-southeast. And, as a little boy I picked up, which is pretty nice, uh, Elsewhere... 
The name of it arises from an old Kajidi proverb that goes along the lines of, perfect society is always elsewhere. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you're wondering where that comes from, here you go. <laughs> perfect society is always elsewhere. Yes, Indigo, it will always be there. <laughs> now, with the Kajidi mythos, the Khajiit were first envisioned by their ancestral mother, uh, the first cat, Fatimah. She had told her daughter, Azura, to go amongst the races of Nern and choose one and reshape them to be what she wanted, what she is, quote, the fastest, cleverest, most beautiful people, unquote. Humble, aren't they? Yes. <laughs> Humble pie, anyone? No, no, I'll pass. I'll pass on that one. So Azura did. She went down amongst Nern and she went amongst and found a forest people. And they were caught between dual natures of being both beast and man. So she took these people and refashion in many shapes. She placed them down back in the world, especially amongst the deserts and forests of Nern, and she called them the Khajiit. <laughs> Crispy. She <laughs> stubbed her toe when she's putting him down. Oh, Khajiit. Hey, that might work. <laughs> All right, supposedly the Khajiit inhabited Tamriel before the arrival of the elves. And yes, in the earliest records, tell of accounts of an intelligent yet primitive culture of cat people living first among the area of Lake Lumar. Now, it wasn't until the expansion of the elves and humans of Tamriel that the Khajiit finally settled into the area, the forest, marshes, regions of what is now known as elsewhere. All right, because it was land that the elves and men didn't want themselves. <laughs> Little to their knowledge. So it was there they settled, and it wasn't until the second era, year 309, that the Khajiit had established themselves as a central, you know, with a central government. Before then, as now, you know, the Khajiit are tribal people. Well, that's interesting to note, mm -hmm. because if the rumors about the MMO are true and it's going to take place in the second era, this is going to be uh, the forming transition or the forming period of the Khajiit. Yes. Back when they were a, a tribal group. Right. Or tribal people. I mean, they still are. But as you see now, as I'll, 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 I'll segue into is the fact that because they were always so tribal, you know, they were always engaged in political strife and open warfare. Mm -hmm. Until they actually formed alliance with the driving forces of the two most powerful tribes, uh, Kiergo of Nequina and Ashita of Pelotine. All right, those two tribes, the strongest, helped form the alliance and helped bring the Kashidi people together. All right, to a, a, a confederacy. So they have this government, okay, which is ruled by the main, a spiritual leader of the Kashid. All right, who in ancient times till now, they, they remain neutral in conflicts. Okay, the main, you know, is a little different than the Khajiit. They're not, a, the person isn't a breed, just different. All right, now what has to happen is that the main is born during a certain alignment of the Master Secunda, the two moons, okay? And when another rarely seen moon is visible, a third moon. They don't really allude to it, but it has to be there. So it has to, this alignment has to occur for the main to be born, so to speak, or to be created, or be around, and become the spiritual leader of the Khajiit people. Okay, and to wrap things up, last thing I wanted to bring up about the Khajiit, their society. All right, they're stratified, they're a class hierarchy type society. Uh, at the top, you have the quote-unquote aristocracy. All right, they're the ones who own large tracts of land. Okay, and they're, they're sharing a production of what's called the hallucinogenic, you know, the moonshot. Always about the drugs, isn't it? Yes, drogas. <laughs> All right, and they're mostly on the southern areas. And then you also got... The other part, okay, the, the nomadic parts of elsewhere society, Khajiit society, all right, the nomadic, the tribal desert desert folks who 
they're mostly in the areas, the badlands of elsewhere, right, in the desert parts of that region. So with that being said, if you, again, I didn't want to turn this into a long, drawn-out segment. Again, please, if you want to know more, go to the wiki site or, you know, the Elder Scrolls. They have a lot of information there. I Just to let you people know, I really condensed what they have out there for the Khajiit. And in doing, you know, future research on the other races, there's so much information there. Again, if you're a fan of Khajiit, I know I may have cut some things out, but I just wanted to highlight some really important points uh, for these for this particular race. I have to say, Lou, so. thank God that you're the one that does this, because I don't think any, either me or Yvarwin uh, could actually pronounce any of this stuff. <laughs> it does help, though. They actually have little pronunciation symbols there. In the, yeah, on I can the site, picture you so pricing it. Kyargo, Kyargo, Kyargo of Antiquina, Antiquina. Uh, this dude, <laughs> him, her, yeah, they do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna move on to our email section called the Town Square. Hear that? Something's going on in the Town Square. And here we are in the town square, your emails and iTunes shoutouts. And we have our producer's email of the week that came in kind of last minute. But I really like this this email. It's from NRL Rose. I hope I hope really hope I said your name correctly. I um, met this person in the live stream on Monday night. Really nice, really nice lady. So uh, she says, Hey guys, long time listener, first time contributor. I'll be brief. Two <laughs> points. Uh, one, in keeping with the out of the box thinking concept with the rumored T-E-S-M-M-O, I think they should do away with racial benefits, or at least change those benefits to be ones that don't affect fighting. So That's a good exactly. idea. <laughs> Perfect idea. So often yeah. in MMOs, I feel forced to choose my character based on his or her racial benefits, not his or her racial history, appearance, and starting area. Removing racial benefits would broaden the horizon for players from the very beginning and not tie them down even loosely to a certain playstyle before they even start the game. I'd love to get your thoughts on this. And we already think that that was a brilliant idea, NRL. Oh, absolutely. The only thing I would say is there's there's a long history of Khajiits and Argonians having their racial benefits. you got to have Khajiits and Argonians in an Elder Scrolls MMO, and they've got to have those racial benefits. For nothing else for the sake of continuity. That's the only thing. And, and the Argonians' racial ability is, is regarding, you know, underwater breathing, and the Khajiits can see in the dark. And even in um, Skyrim, the Khajiits' ability to see in the dark is, is very um, uh, – well, it, it's, it's, it's curved. If they keep the, uh, the racial benefits right to where it doesn't affect, like, your, your playstyle choice. And it's just like, mm-hmm. like you just said, just a simple racial thing about seeing in the dark. Perfect. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that in the slightest. Yep. Um, and the second point is, she said this is for Joe, if Skyrim did add in pirates, they should also add in hooks and or peg legs as a weapon choice. Just saying. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love uh, so it. You get some wicked uh, kill animations with hooks, I'm telling you. And a peg leg. And a peg leg. Oh, yeah. Especially when you kick an orc in the butt. Right in the groin, you know, just... <laughs> Although it'd probably be a long time to, you know, pull it out. That was from Ariel Rose. So thank you very much for the email. Very valid points. Uh, that's why you got the producer's email of the week. Our next email, Mr. Varwin. 
Oh, yay, me time. <laughs> <laughs> this comes from Nick, and Nick says, Dear Skyrim off the record, this is just a thought of the Elder Scrolls MMO that may, came, that may come out. Bethesda really set Skyrim above a lot of other RPGs out there with new innovative game mechanics like the leveling system. Do you think that Bethesda can create new game mechanics to an MMO that will give their game the same feeling everybody had with Skyrim? Thanks a bunch, Nick. Can I answer this? Yes. They have to. If they want to make this MMO a huge success, they have to. And I know they can do it. Yeah, I agree. Well said. Definitely. Well, that was a quick email. Thanks, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Lou, next one. All right, our next email comes from Alexander S., and Alexander writes in, I just wanted to let you know that if you gave your Hoss Carl a weapon, they will go from useless to taking down Death Lords and Frost, and frost Trolls. Thanks for the awesome podcast. Yours truly, Alexander uh, S. Lou cut out right in the point of giving your Hoss Carl dragon armor and decent weapon. So that's what they're referring to. And, you know, I've heard of this before, and I always forget to do this, that you can actually equip your, your Hoss Carl or your companions with gear. I always forget you can do that. I haven't even dawned on me, to be honest. So that's probably why I always yeah, kill them off so it. quickly. Uh, probably. <laughs> Maybe now they'd be more useful than just getting in your way when you're starting to swing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Darn it, Lydia, get out of the way. <laughs> Thanks, Alexander, for the reminder of my stupidity. <laughs> Mr. Diesel is our next email, and this is more directed at Evarwin, so I'm going to let him do it. All right. Mr. Diesel has written in and says, Evarwin. I know you've been role-playing your character from a bad guy to a good guy. I think it would be fun, now that he is good, to go back and try to right some of his wrongs. For example, go back to Riften and try to break that guy out of jail you had to frame in the first quest for the Thieves' Guild. Just some ideas to keep it fun, Mr. Diesel. I have to say, Mr. Diesel, I have been looking for ways to you know, RP a, a redemption, and I love your idea. I think it is awesome. So uh, I will do this and, and look forward to uh, and I look forward to updating you and everyone else on on how this works in uh, in future podcasts. Oh, there was one other thing, Joe, mm-hmm. uh, and I know this is like impromptu. I, I didn't talk to you about this before the show, and I'm sorry for that. Um, but <gasps> we, <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a question forwarded over to me from George Smith. Okay. And uh, he, his quick question was, how do you get mods onto your computer for Skyrim? And I told him I would answer this on the show for him. So, so George, I know you're listening. Download Nexus Mod Manager at SkyrimNexus.com. Okay? That will help you to get mods onto your computer. I'm going to have to also disagree with you, Barwin, on some end, because the built-in, you have to use Steam anyway, their workshop is actually flawless. I've been using it for the last couple of weeks. As soon as you hit subscribe, mm-hmm. it's automatically installed. As soon as you launch Skyrim, it is downloaded and installed automatically, and it constantly searches for updates to those those uh, mods that you installed every time you launch Skyrim. Even you don't better. have to do a thing. So there, there you go, George. You hit the subscribe button on the mod yep. you want, and you're done. You're It's in there. Wow. This All right. is for you, Mr. Mod Searching Man. <laughs> Mr. Mod Searching Man. <laughs> Had to put that in there. <laughs> oh, jeez. Not again. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait. Wait till the outtakes, guys. Wait till the outtakes. All right. So we have five-star shout-outs. Shout and this goes to Lou by default. 
Okay. Five star review shout outs from America. We have Catherine R. CKO 11605. Stormtrooper. <laughs> Purna S. CWB CPA. Adam G. Or actually, I'll say his name. Adam Graham 79. A guy who is ninja. <laughs> he has swords across a few. Mr. Widget Wilson. Bring it. <laughs> Bring it. The Baller 470. Super Mike 888. From Canada, we have Wolfie 99. And from our friends across the pond in the UK, Boofmeister, YouTube Arcanator, HD, <laughs> Full Froth Honey Glow Meat Drinker. <laughs> what? <laughs> Bet you can't say that five times. I won't even try to say it once. <laughs> full Froth Honey Glow Meat Drinker. Wow. I didn't think they'd allow a name that long. <laughs> Primagina, Higios. And Ethan H. This is a part where we like to give our little final shot, our final thoughts on the show. And those of you guys who are wondering why we're talking so much about MMO when it's just a rumor, um, we are slowly converting this show into Elder Scrolls off the record. So we want to cover more than just Skyrim. If there's a massive rumor of this magnitude out, we want to, you know, explore it further. Give our opinions and our in-depth, and it's great conversation material for all of our, our listeners as well. Just let us know what you guys think and keep this conversation going. Um, I know a lot of you have written in saying that you love it, and we look forward to talking more about the massive world of Elder Scrolls with you guys. You, Barwin? Yeah, 100%. I agree. Um, I, I am totally stoked about the Elder Scrolls possibly being put into an MMO, and there's enough buzz out there to suggest that this isn't just a rumor that it's a rumor for now until Bethesda walks out of the gate sometime in June and says, guess what guys? TES online. Have fun with that idea. We're putting the feelers out. We're really watching this topic. There's a lot of you guys that are just as excited, if not more so than we are. We're reading these emails between the first time we spoke about it last week and, and the emails that we're getting in this week. I could tell you guys are charged for it. We're charged for it. We want to see this happen. So we're we're uh we're really excited to just kind of like, you know, talk about it and concept it up a bit. Bethesda um, is listening. Hopefully they are. I I hope and, they are. Other than that, I'm I'm dead exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> and the brain has stopped working. Blue. <laughs> well, I'd say this is a new facet for the Elder Scrolls universe. If it seems like we're talking a lot about it, you know, it's a big to do in the Bethesda world. And which currently slides into our world. And we were talking about Skyrim. We are talking about the Elder Scrolls. And we want to get out there, you know, just what we'd like to see for this possible uh, rumor that's coming out. You know, the, whether it solidifies or not, hey, we just want to talk about it. And it. It is part of the Skyrim world. It is part of the Elder Scrolls universe. And for the future, you know, this is what we'd like to see. And we want to hear from everyone. So, again, you know, give us your thoughts. Let us know what's going on, what you think, what you'd like to see. But just not with Skyrim, hey, now just broaden it out. What would you like to see happen in the Elder Scrolls universe from this point forward? So, let us know. Brilliant. I'm going to cover out of reach us here. Um, well, this is going to actually be changing up in a week or so, guys. Actually, pretty soon. But for right now, you can find our website at skyrimoutherecord.wordpress.com and you can email us. The email will never change, guys. Well, at least for now. Skyrimoutherecord at <laughs> gmail.com our new site, our new main portal, 
is going to be at questgamingnetwork.mymiddle... Is that a hyphen? Yeah. Mymiddle-earth.net. Um, we will be registering a domain for that soon, so we'll let you guys know when that happens. And on Twitter, which will not change either. You can find the show's Twitter at SkyrimOTR. Myself, I am at author J.R. Wilson. Get me up to the... I want to beat Yvarwin, guys. I'm still far behind. Just saying. Yvarwin, <laughs> uh, at E-V-A-R. I don't know the rest, so you guys can't Twitter him. Um, Yvar, oh, don't God, geez, really? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Lou needs a lot more followers. Just He's saying. far behind everybody. At GamerGuy11B. Not feeling love here, folks. Not feeling the love. Oh, I love you, Lou. And Skyrim Mouth Record is a Quest Gaming Network production now in association with Middle Earth News Network. Yay! Awesome. So, I would just like to say, everybody, boost raw you all next week. Take care, guys. Be safe. Take care, everyone. Thanks for coming by. Hope to see you again next week. literally going to be podcasting from my bed <laughs> you are no <laughs> wouldn't that be awesome if i hey guys what's going on Jeez. Uh, the ultimate lazy uh, i'm laying on my bed right now <laughs> <laughs> all eyes they only roll over all right ah uh, yeah <laughs> hold on i lost my microphone in the pillow where'd that damn thing go where'd it go where'd it... ah there it is <laughs> Those orange pillows. <laughs> Ew! <laughs> that classic scene from planes, trains, and automobiles. Real Nors of Genius. Oh my god, that's another great idea, Crispy. <laughs> the real Nors of Genius. <laughs> real Nords of Genius. Today we salute you. Today we salute you, Mr. Dyslexic Shouter. <laughs> <laughs> You're Rafu Poe. It's epic in many ways. When you throw yourself, when you throw yourself off the cliff, where the hell am I going? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> we gotta get that in there too. <laughs> Only you can try to shout at somebody and blow yourself apart. Ow, oh, that hurt. Blow yourself up. Slowing down time? Quite pitiful. Where'd the time go? <laughs> Shut up. So Shut here's up. You. <laughs> uh. Only you can stab somebody in the back in front of a guard and get away with it. <laughs> Pay off that bounty quick. <laughs> Thank God I'm with the Thieves Guild. <laughs> I took an arrow to the knee. <laughs> we salute you, hurt? Mr. Arrow to the knee. <laughs> Only you can tell us every single time we talk to you how you used to be an adventurer until you took an arrow to the knee. It's getting ridiculous. <laughs> Two soldiers! <laughs>